Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Eric Central Podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. A uh, rowdy, fun time yesterday with guest roaster Ryan. Ryan sat in for Ben on last night's recording of Who Are These Zanes? You know, the material that we review on Who Are These Zanes, none of it comes from my time with smug beer and hot wings. That doesn't matter. The harvest that we have in our possession of material. Not only is it extensive, but the so many different variations of what I what I do, what I did, how I did it. My God. Yesterday, we took a listen to a period of time back on the mobile home of rock and roll Z93 where the station went through a short period of time where they went from a straightforward rock station, I don't even know what the fuck that means, to a classic rock station. So, you know, pretty much what you hear now. It hadn't changed. The Eric you will hear in this show is still as hyper as always, but just more subdued hyper but more subdued if that's possible but probably the most pukey that you'll ever hear it's so bad that i don't even think i can do it i had to i there's a, a moment on the show where i i try to actually do the voice that i'm doing 933 the new classic rock kqz i mean it's like that and that's not exact it's a little bit uh, you see, my vocal cords are flappity right now, like um, a really, really uh, loose pri- private area from a lady. I can't even say it. And so I can't even, I was much more high and tight. There's guest roaster Ryan right now. He says it's higher pitch. You know, Ryan, perhaps... Um, I should grab one of the clips to give an example so that people can kind of, uh, look forward to, um, what we're going to be doing when we actually, when I release, who are these Zanes audio check? I only need audio. Okay. Give me a second. All right, Uh, this first clip, it's pretty straightforward. I'm just uh, identifying the station, talking about the music that I'm playing, the music coming up, and then I'm promoting a concert for the band Fog Hat. This is crazy. (laughs) 
Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing like some good feedback, I must say. Okay. <laughs> I'm pausing it. I'm starting it over because we we parked on this quite a bit. There is no feedback coming out of that song. He's just hitting the same note. And then I wanted to say, nothing lacks some good feedback. But it came out as, as uh, nothing. Nothing. And so then I'm like, oh, oh, oh I mean, nothing. Oh. So, nothing. 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 Nothing like some good feedback, I must say. Hold on a second. Are we even hearing that right now? All right, I might be fucking this up. I don't know how I could be. This might be a bad idea. Oh, yeah, okay, it is coming through. Thank God. Here we go. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing like some good feedback, I must say. As I stutter again, Neil Young, Southern Man, it's 93.3, the new classic rock, KQZ, John Mellencamp in there. We heard again tonight from the latest CD, Whenever We Wanted. Van Halen and Forner got us started on a classic rock Friday night, 695-5100 is the number. Up next, we got 40 more minutes of classic rock, do some romantics and suggested music for Rush. And uh, as you know, Lonesome Dave's Fog Hat being brought to you by 93.3, the new classic rock, KQZ, and Club Empire. That is where it's happening. Tuesday. Tuesday, September 22nd at the Club Empire. Tickets are on sale right now for the show for just 10 bucks. Lonesome Dave's Fockhead. Why is he so lonesome, huh? Fool for the city or what? With special guest Harlot, hometown what? heroes type. Tuesday, September 22nd from Club Empire. And 93.3, the new classic rock, KQZ. Why is he so lonesome? Fool for the city or what? Don't ask me. I have no idea. Stevie says, that sounds nothing like you. Oh, I know. Tyler says, I just tuned in. Was that Eric? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. He adds, it sounds like you were Plugging your nose. Daddy 3-3, the new classic. Daddy 3-3, the new classic rock. Kick This fog hat. Lonesome Dave. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> you sound like Martin Short's character, Ed Grimley. I must say. Fuck me. Yeah, um, and it only goes downhill from my standpoint from there. So we picked that shit apart and you are going to love it. It is, of course, on Patreon Saturday. It will tomorrow. It will, uh, it'll appear there for you. Thank you to guest roaster Ryan for making that happen. I think he had a lot of fun. I know I did. And uh, it was just cool. So looking forward to sharing that shit with you. 
Uh, there's a dude that I heard from in um, Buffalo on Patreon who reached out to me and he said, this is why I signed up for this. I'm like, oh, awesome. And then he revealed to me that he'd never heard anything that I've ever done. I'm like, what? Huh? He says, yeah, uh, I am in a radio market that you've never been heard on before. I go, oh, okay. Cause I guess, uh, smug beer is on in Buffalo. And I go, oh, and I guess it was during all of the, um, any old Joe drama that dude checked in and was like, oh, okay. And then he kind of like got behind the show and supported it. So that is, uh, that's fantastic. Thank you. I hope you enjoy that. I'm kicking my ass that I forgot his name. Clay? Is it Clay? I don't know. Fuck, I'm terrible. Anyway. Uh, who are these Zanes? Another example of um, my chameleon-like voice. All of them shit. Oh, Jesus. Shit. Okay, folks. Um, as always, if you ever uh, want to reach out to me, send me an email on the Shoreline or striping inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Yesterday was uh, pay a visit to my counselor. His name is Raymond. I've been seeing Raymond uh, for 15 years on and off various uh, points along the road. Usually because something crazy happened in the household. So he was expecting Eric at his wits end ruined eric has done something terrible eric did something in the dark that has now been brought to the light and he is approaching raymond hoping for some guidance i had informed him that a month ago i had this palpable panic slash anxiety attack that was just off the charts you know so in addition to getting him caught up in what's been going on in my life, because I hadn't seen him since 2018, I'm explaining to him how I got to this point in time like a month ago. I, go, I don't know what it was. I just, uh, uh, I think what did it was I, uh, with Christmas, I uh, uh, charged a bunch of shit on my credit card. And then after that, I was like, I had a, uh, a panic attack that, um, it's the beginning of the end for me. I had convinced myself that because of that trigger, almost like buyer's remorse, I guess. I don't know. I somehow freaked out and I had uh, created all these, fabricated all these things that were going to happen. I was convinced of that would eventually lead to me being homeless. I know. I know that sounds ridiculous. Uh, we're going to be in the poor house. Uh, the cars are going to be taken away. My house is going to be taken away. Uh, it's everything's terrible. My business is going to, uh, no one's going to, uh, everyone's going to stop listening to the podcast. I will have no job. I will have no source of income. These things are going to happen. <laughs> Hyperventilating the whole deal. Don't laugh. I know it's ridiculous. 
And that happened two in the morning. I just woke up and started thinking. And then that was, that was the trouble. He goes, uh, well, what I need to know is, did you, uh, use this credit card and Diana is not aware. And he's thinking that that's the case. Like I bought a bunch of shit for me and I go, Oh no, no, she's on the same page. Ah, she's, I didn't do anything in the dark. That's now brought to the light. Oh, Oh, I can't tell you how, how happy I am to hear that. I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that. I go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing, uh, there's no secrets here in this one. Oh, he was stoked. I go, yeah, I just immediately flipped out, called you, called my doc. Um, they gave me a little bit more mother's little helper, a little bit more medicine. And I actually feel fantastic, but I wanted to get your perspective on how this happens. What's going on here? My doctor said they're really happy that I'm, I reached out to you. And he goes, yes, okay, for sure. So this is what we did in the hour. He's looking back at the times that shit hit the fan in my life where I had to reach out to him. And it seems like in between the months of mid-October to January... That's when shit has hit the fan. He says it might be something to do with seasons. Could be. Um, so he touched on that for a little bit. And then he said that the brain is constantly trying. Oops. Hang on. You know what's trying to wreck me is this. Hang on. The brain is constantly trying to disrupt um, by habit what it thinks is normal. So if in it around this time, it's like, okay, now it's time. I, I, I'm the brain. I'm going to have a temper tantrum. I am going to create havoc. I am going to go like this and do this to Eric. Go. And then it hits me and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. This is, this is fucked up. I'm learning now after yesterday to almost be ready for that and go, okay, right now my brain is trying to convince me that I suck. I'm a loser. This is all going to fuck me up. Uh, basically just set it next to you. And then, cause when this most recent one happened, you know, I ended up falling back asleep, made it through the night. The day was a little wonky. The next day, a little less wonky. And then it's gone. Lasted a long time, but it was fading throughout that whole time. He goes, yeah, you you have to almost like, okay, um, in your toolbox, Eric, is almost to be expecting that this is going to happen. And there's not really a lot you can do to keep that from happening. But if you are aware of it and just like, because it did go away the last time, you're going to have an easier time next time because you're now, we've discussed this. We have a plan of attack and I, I'll spare you the boring details, but. And uh, he goes, yeah, that's your brain trying to convince you of something that's not true. And you're aware of it, but now you're even more aware of it. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, um, 
Um, not like expecting that it's going to happen, but just knowing that if it does, you do have the ability to quantify it, compartmentalize it, wall it up, set it next to you, this uh, uh, entity that's trying to fuck you up, and don't panic, don't go crazy, you're going to be fine, like that. And I'm like, okay, I like that. I like how you're... Now, this is all shit that I couldn't come up with on my own, but I kind of had an idea, but hearing him describe me and what I can do and what's happened um, is all is all better. So I go, well, should I see you again? And he goes, well, that's up to you. I go, I don't think I need to. I got it. I go, well, don't see me anymore. I go, I'm not. Can you come see me at Bosco's? What? Yeah. I started working at Bosco's. So maybe you'll see Raymond when you see me. So that's how that unfolded. I feel great. I feel really, really great about all this. All right. Um, speaking of Vasco's, you must be there tonight or tomorrow. E-Z-K-A. K-A-E-Z. The K-A is kitchen assistant. K-A-Z, kitchen assistant Zane, will be there. Making your food. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville starting. I get there at 530 tonight, 530 tomorrow night, and it's going to be awesome. Um, I was explaining to Raymond about that. He goes, why are you doing that? I go, well, first of all, Hope College is expensive. That's what I tell everybody. Second of all, if I, I was worried about money, like I indicated to you, I was. This helps. This helps me feel better. And every day for the past four years, I talk to a camera and dogs. Getting out of the house, working in an environment like that is incredibly helpful for your old pal Eric's mental well-being. So I love that shit. Um, all right. So that is going on. And if you, uh, want to make it out there, I would love to see you ask for me. Is Eric in the back? Have him come see me. Cause that's what I do. Like after, uh, after the rush is starting to subside, I'll, I'll walk through the dining room. Is your food good? How was it? Are you loving that? Oh, you ate that so fast. Holy cow. We must've done a great job. I'm like Rocky Balboa at Adrian's restaurant. Guest Roaster Ryan says, perhaps I'll bring the little lady out for a date night at Bosco's Pub. Little lady, Stevie says, that's adorable. That's adorable. Or do you mean like your daughter? You mean your wife or your daughters or your daughter? Are you, what's going on? All right. 
Diana scared the shit out of me again last night. Well, shit, I, I can't say last night because the alarm goes off at 6.20. At 6.19, I hear, ah! Fuck me, holy shit. Dog barks, one dog barks, other dog barks. She doesn't wake herself up. I go, honey, what? You scared the shit out of me again. I did. Yeah, you just screamed. Oh, yeah. Somebody's trying to get me. Beep, beep, beep. Alarm goes up. Fuck. Oh my god. Linda points out. I love how you two scare each other regularly. Yeah, I know. For me, that's been that's been manifesting so much more. I don't know. I think my brain is. Uh, it has a little bit to do with uh, the drugs. That have uh, that are coursing through me right now. Uh, I had a dream in the last week. I had a dream. Both dreams were similar, but different people. Uh, Diana's mom walked up to me in the one dream. She came to me in a dream, and then I tried to like walk towards her to like maybe give her a hug or something, and she starts moving away, and I'm like, no, no, Suey, what are you doing? And so then I'm walking towards her more and she's getting further and further away. And I can't, I can't, no matter what I do, I can't catch up. And then she's getting smaller and smaller and then she's gone. Two nights ago, uh, Olivia, sweet little Olivia who passed away. Olivia Velding. I had a dream about Olivia. I'm like, eh. same thing. She's still a child. She comes walking, she comes walking up to me in the dream and she's, just looking at me. I'm like, hey, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. And uh, same thing, just kind of moving away from me. Come on. It's okay if you entities in heaven visit your old pal Eric Zane. Would you quit being shy? I mean, my God, can you at least talk to me? I would love to hear what you've been up to. Can you give me an update who you're meeting? Have you seen John Lennon and Jimi Hendrix in heaven? I mean, for fuck's sake, you can't just come in there and uh, into my brain and just kind of like mill around and not say anything. Jesus. Uh, panic set in in the Eric Zane Show podcast household uh, last night. I'm here. It's seven or eight at night. And then... I hear the dogs going ape shit. And I am not kidding you. I went around. I got my pistol. I put it in my pants in the holster and put my shirt over it. And I go walking down and I hear, Eric, someone's here. And because when the dogs bark like that, some something is amiss. There's someone at the door that is, there's something wrong. There's something different. Something's happened. Someone's knocking at the door. I didn't hear the knock. I just heard the bark. So I go, all right, something's going on. Walk through this door on the way through that closet, pistol and a holster, grab it, put it in my pants. I'm walking down the steps. Eric, someone's here. NFK's like, hey, someone's here. Dogs are milling around. He, he's, they're about to knock him over. It's a dear friend of ours. Coming over unannounced. I love you. 
But this can never happen again. For obvious reasons. Holy shit. So you got someone in the dark pounding on the door. It's Jean. Sweet lady. One of the nicest people I know. NFK is looking through the glass. Who is what the fuck is this shit? Fuck. Dog's going crazy. And I go, okay, buddy, I got it. And because uh, I can um I can make out who it is. And I go, now I had heard rumors that Diana had something for Gene to pick up. Okay. Wine. These babes get together and they have a wine party. I guess somebody brings a bunch of wine you can try. And then everybody goes, ooh, I want that. That's, that's awesome. And then they buy the wine. And then it shows up. Well, of course, it all shows up at my house. And then everybody comes and picks up their wine order. So the wine's been delivered. There's boxes of wines. Boxes of wine in the house, still boxed up. Diana had reached out to Sweet Jean. Said, hey, your wine's here. Let me know when you're coming to get it. That's where that part ends. It didn't happen. No one let anybody know. Had that happened, Diana would have gotten the wine out of the box, gotten it ready, had it, and let me know that this was happening. Because if I know someone's coming over, there's a process. You need to take, you need to herd dogs. And put them in the laundry room. Close the door. You need to inform the NFK of this. Because, you know. You don't. uh, Probably not the best thing. I'll just be waiting. Give me a heads up. I'll be at the door. Didn't happen. Holy shit. Dogs are going ape shit. I like, I open the door one inch. I go, Hey, Jean, uh, what's up? No, I, I'm, I'm not aware. I, I'm, I think since she's at the door that Diana has arranged this and just didn't tell me. So I'm annoyed at Diana. Hey, Jean, what's going on? She goes, hi, I'm here to pick up my wine. I go, yeah, of course you are. I'll be right with you. I'm going to go get it. Uh, Wait, uh, right there. These dogs going ape shit. Uh, so, you know, it's freezing. I close the door. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what the, where the fuck. I see this box that's unopened with bottles of wine in it. It's all sealed up. I'm like, well, how the fuck? Everybody got different wines. How am I going to know what the, who got what? So I, I call Diana. She's out with another friend. I go, hey, uh, what the fuck? And so... I realize I have to bring Jean in. It's freezing. She's standing on the porch, freezing her face off. I open the door and I, uh, I, I, I brought her in and made the mistake of saying, "Yeah, hey, uh, Jean's here." Uh, didn't know she was. Uh, I go, I go. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what wine to give her. I didn't say I didn't know she was coming. I said I don't know what wine to give Jean. Can you help me? And it's on speaker, and she goes, "Well." She wasn't supposed to come. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. Come on. I'm trying to keep this not awkward. It's already screwed up. 
So she says that on speaker, Jean hears that, and I'm like, and I hear Jean go, oh, I'm sorry, Diana, but you know, and I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I go, all right, uh, never mind. Just don't tell me the problems with this. Just uh, uh, tell me what to get. And she goes, well, there's a yellow form that's on the kitchen table of all the itemized things she bought. Look at that. Go into the box, get hers, give it to her. I go, yeah, of course. And this is on speaker, and I'm not, I'm not visibly freaking out. I'm actually, because she's right there. She's in my kitchen. I'm like, of course, of course, no problem. Yellow, yellow, and there's three sheets of paper on there, on the uh, table for three different orders. And I go, okay. And uh, um, I go, well, um, problem. There is no yellow sheet. She goes, it's right there. It's right there. It's I'm, I know what I, I just left it. It's, there's three yellow sheets. I go, there's three pink sheets. Pause. Pink? I go, yes. So that's what I was confused about. Ryan writes, then suddenly the pistol in your ass accidentally fires like the Alec Baldwin gun. Fuck. And uh, at this point, I'm not looking at any of the writing on these sheets. I'm just looking at three pink sheets, carbon copies or whatever. And uh, one says Gene's name on it. I go, well, they're not yellow. They're pink. So, I mean, that's very confusing that I was looking for yellow. How the fuck could you mix up pink and yellow? She laughs. Gene laughs. I see one with Gene's name on it. I go, all right, we got it. The confusion is over because it's pink, not yellow. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. Click. I go, okay, here we go, Gene. Look at the thing. I can't read a writing. I, I'm like, Gene, what is this? What did you get? I don't even know what, what these are. Gets her wine, puts it in a separate box, carry it all out. Oh, my God. Um, Her sweet husband. Her husband's Jim the Spoon Man. I've I've talked about uh, Jim before. I think I've I've even interviewed a, a Jim the Spoon Man on the show. He's an entertainer. Uh, let's see. Jim the Spoon Man Cruz. I will now reveal to you, in case you haven't see, ever seen this, this is Gene's husband. He's sitting in the car waiting, probably doing this. They, they've been married since he was like 20. And all he's done for like 35 years is play spoons. I'm not even kidding. On TikTok, he is at two spooned. S-P-O-O-N-E-D. This is Gene's husband. He's going to drink all this wine and do this shit. Yeah.
He puts out one of these videos. And like in seconds, it goes viral. And he makes like $100,000, just like that. This guy has so many followers on TikTok and whatever social media. is ridiculous. I'm very, very jealous of, uh, of this. People love that. He's got it figured out. So he does that. He gets a bunch of cash, gives it to Jean. She buys the wine. And then that's it. And then she shows up to my house and picks it up, gives him the wine. They sit, they drink wine. That's how it goes. Holy shit. Did that mess me up? So I guess the moral of the story is always, no matter what, always give the home you are approaching a heads up. Now, for me personally, I'm the worst. No one is allowed at the house to visit. It's always been that way. I don't like people showing up at my house. So I'd like to take this opportunity to stress once again. If my house is burning, don't knock on the door. Let me die. No matter what. No matter what, don't bang on the door. The dogs will go crazy. The NFK will go crazy. I will go crazy. Resist the urge to knock on the door unannounced. I don't care if it's two minutes prior. I don't care if you're in the driveway. Let me know. And I must acknowledge that I got the message. Do not come to the house. Jesus. Blue State Rob says, how the hell did you not draw your gun on Dean? I was thinking about it. Tyler says, if Eric sees an egg-shaped head through the glass, the first thing that person will see is a gun barrel. Kenny adds, people should always do this when they know people have dogs. Knox equals stranger. <laughs> oh, ow. It's true. You're very correct. Couldn't be more correct. All right. Whew. Thank you for checking out the show. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Twitter at Eric Zane show and on YouTube, Eric Zane show on YouTube. Unfortunately for you, I'm going to kick you all out. Now it is time for you to leave the folks enjoying the show on Twitch. Get it uninterrupted. I'm encouraging you to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and follow the show. That's how I want you to get the show on the video live stream. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or download the Twitch app. Give yourself a username, search Eric Zane live on Twitch, and then follow. You can do that. I know you can. Really simple. Uh, App Store, Twitch, download. Once it's downloaded, hit the little magnifying glass. All one word, Eric Zane live. E-R-I-C-Z-A-N-E live. Follow it. You're done. You can also link up your Amazon Prime account. 
Uh, subscribe with your Amazon Prime account. Once you do that, you get the show with no commercial interruption. If you don't mind the commercial interruption, don't even worry about it. If you don't have Amazon Prime and you don't want the commercial interruption, it'll cost you six bucks each month. And you have to resubscribe each month. You'll be reminded of that when you see an ad in the middle of me talking or telling uh, a story. All right. With that being said, I am going to kick you all out. Not on Twitch. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Facebook and Twitch, though, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitch brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube needs a sponsor. Needs a sponsor. It is for sale. I will drop it on you. No problem. All right. Don't forget, uh, reach out, email, shortliner, striping inbox, eric at ericsaintshow.com. And don't forget, subscribe to one of the audio platforms wherever you get podcasts. If you want to listen to the show audio style only, on demand. And as you know, on Twitch, there's also video on demand, so you can go back and watch it whenever you want. My God. Let's talk Chinese spy balloon. Okay. So this started a bubble under yesterday. The U.S. discovered this is floating over Montana right now. Now, it looks like it's, you know, a hundred feet in the air. It's a balloon with what looks to be something hanging off of the bottom of it. It's not a hundred feet in the air. That's higher than any commercial air traffic. It's way the fuck up there. So many questions here. Does this have some type of um, uh, motor on it that it can direct it in some way, shape, or form and then allow the air currents to then push it so that they can get get it over an area that they want it to be? Why are we not blowing it up? I'm not buying the reason why they're not blowing it up. And certainly, there's got to be a way to capture that, right? I mean, I know it's way up there. And I can't really think of a realistic way that they can get this thing. I mean, it's not like you can uh, have a jet just go buzzing by and capture it on a grappling hook or some shit. Blue State Rob says, if we know it's there, leave it. We can feed them a load of bullshit. Wait till you hear what China has said about this thing. So there's a lot of BS. 
a little bit more about this. U.S. is tracking the Chinese high-altitude surveillance balloon. Now, this has happened a lot in the past, supposedly, but now the word just got out. I think it's kind of like, ah, China's got a balloon again. No big deal. You just don't hear about it. For, For whatever reason, this story got out where others haven't. It's over Montana. And that, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't want it to risk crashing down on the good people of Montana. Now, that whole state is huge. They barely have 1 million people in Montana. You know, it's not, I mean, Michigan has a lot of wide open space and there's 10 million people that live here. No one lives in Montana. Uh, Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said the U.S. government has been tracking the balloon for several days as it's made its way over the northern U.S., adding it was traveling at an altitude well above commercial traffic and does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground. Um, Generals said to Biden, Biden, Biden. Supposedly they said to Biden, yeah, we're worried about the debris that could pose a threat to people on the ground. All right. I mean, I guess, even though you could theoretically look at the position of the balloon and, you know, if it's over a mountain range, you know, it's a pretty big uh, chance that it won't hit anything. We are confident that this high altitude surveillance balloon belongs to the People's Republic of China. You ever wonder how... uh, Isn't it interesting how the countries that are always called the People's Republic of always have something about the people in it? Those are the ones that really don't give a shit about the people the most. Uh, Instances of this activity have been observed over the past several years, including prior to the Biden administration. While the balloon's current flight path carries it over a number of sensitive areas, the official said it does not present a significant intelligence gathering risk. The balloon is assessed to have limited uh, additive value from an intelligence collective collection perspective. All right. Well, so says you. I mean, we'll just have to take your word for it, I guess. Uh, let's see. The U.S. believes Chinese spy satellites satellites in low Earth orbit are capable of offering similar or better intelligence, limiting the value of whether whatever Beijing can glean from the high-altitude balloon, which is the size of three buses. It does not create significant value added over and above what the People's Republic of China is likely able to collect through things like satellites in low Earth orbit. So what they're saying is, yeah, the satellites that they have are... are uh, you know, able to do even more. And we don't give a shit about those. So this is no big deal. All right. I can live with that. Okay. This is where it gets hilarious. We know about the balloon. We are about to have a meeting. Secretary of state, Anthony Blinken is going to China in the coming days. 
Josh Lipsky, senior director of the Atlanta Council's Geoeconomic Center, said it is clear the U.S. wanted to make China aware that it knew about the balloon before Blinken landed in China. Holy shit. That's funny. It sets the state for an extraordinary tense meeting between Blinken and uh, some guy with an Asian name, Kin Gang. That is the foreign minister that Blinken will be meeting with. It puts Chinese officials on the back foot heading into the meetings. If I'm Blinken, I get like a little mock-up of it, you know? Uh, like the size of this milk jug when he gets off the plane to meet the dude and just go, Hey, here you go. Here's, here's our balloon and like set it free. See how they react. It's all stupid. Okay. Um, so we know it's theirs. They know we know we've let them know that we know Biden has declared China's China, America's most consequential geopolitical challenge and competition between the two global superpowers is intense. Tensions have flared in recent years over the self-governing island of Taiwan. Of course, China's human rights record and its military activities in the South China Sea, among a host of other issues. Now, this is where China is doing their job. Lie till you die. I am a big fan of lying. China's foreign ministry said Friday it was aware of reports of the incident, but warned against deliberate speculation. We are trying to understand the circumstances and verify the details of the situation. I'd like to stress that before it becomes clear what happened, any deliberate speculation or hyping would not help handling the matter. Uh, matter. Matter. The matter. Ministry spokesperson Mayo Ning said at a regular news conference in response to CNN's inquiry. So they're saying, yeah, yeah. don't try and speculate. And then they said, she said, or he said, I don't know. China is a responsible country. That is a lie. We act in accordance with international law. Lie number two. We have no intention in violating other countries' airspace. Lie three. We hope relevant parties would handle the matter in a cool-headed way. Maybe that's not a lie. Maybe that's something you want to hope for. So they're denying it. They're saying, "Eh, we have no intention of violating other countries' airspace. Now, they're not coming out and saying, that is not our balloon. We have never seen that balloon before. They could very easily say, yeah, we were just, you know, having fun. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's like model rocketry for us. We're going to put a balloon up there with some, uh, some type of instruments on it. Uh, no big deal. Uh, how it wound up over the U S we don't know. Canada's involved. They said, Uh, They are also tracking the balloon's movements and working with their American partners, including the monitoring of a potential second incident. Can you imagine if China or if uh, Canada shot it down? Holy fuck. Biden was brief and he was briefed and then took the advice not to shoot it down. Um, Some of the um, 
more wacky members of Congress. Some guy who wears a cowboy hat. I saw on the news today. Said uh, we need to shoot it down. I don't know the guy's name. All I know he looked like a lunatic because he's wearing a cowboy hat. Cowboy hat and a suit. You can never trust a guy. Never trust a guy who wears a big fucking cowboy hat and wears a suit. Unacceptable, in my opinion. All right. So that's where we are. I want to get into the story of Cincinnati Bengals star running back, Joe Mixon, who he has been an absolute beast since he uh, entered the NFL a few years back. Now, when Mixon was going to Oklahoma, now there's an arrest warrant out for Mixon, okay, right now. There's a warrant for Joe Mixon for his arrest. He allegedly pointed a gun at a woman and said, quote, you should be popped in the face. I should shoot you now. The police can get me. All right, so that's pretty ugly. You can't be pointing a gun in someone's face. Mixon's agent, Peter Schaefer, spoke to NFL Network and claimed the misdemeanor charge will be dropped Friday morning. The agent said it was a rush to judgment. They're dropping the charges first thing in the morning. I really feel that police have an obligation obligation before they file charges because of the damage that can be done to the person's reputation to do their work. They should be held to a higher standard because, because I don't play with people's lives, this guy says. This is the agent. All right. Uh, there is a history there, too. Um, before I get to that, though, it says the club is aware, uh, football team is aware, misdemeanor charges have been raised against Joe Mixon. Bengals said in a statement, the club is investigating the situation and will not comment further at this time. He's two years into a four-year, $48 million contract. In 2017, Mixon reached a civil settlement with a woman. He was a recruit at the time in 2014 on his way to the University of Oklahoma. This is before he even started playing. So we're talking about post-high school, pre-college, that era. Uh, There was an ugly incident where, at that time, I'm going to show it to you, Uh, some chick at a restaurant or something like that was pissed off, and she put her hands on him, and then he uh, hit her with a lightning-fast punch to the head and actually broke her face, like her face was broken in several spots, so... I want to give you a warning that if you're triggered by this type of a, a heinous type of behavior, this would probably make you upset. So I want to give you fair warning going in and uh, maybe just look away. And then um, I'll let you know when it's done. Audio check. Video check. This happened in 2014. 
violence. Attorneys for Oklahoma football player Joe Mixon have released surveillance video showing the running back. Okay, he's here with the gold chain. This is the girl that's going to end up getting struck. Punching a female student in the face. Okay, now watch his right arm, how fast and hard he hits her. Earlier this month, the Oklahoma Supreme Court ruled that the video must be released to the public. Mixon's attorney, Blake Johnson, issued a statement. Okay, so that was it. One more time. Student in the face. Earlier this month, the Oklahoma Supreme Court ruled... So she put her hands on him. He didn't walk away. First he fainted at her, and then he, he hit her hard. Um... She was badly injured. Oklahoma suspended him for that whole year. Then uh, the video came out after. The video, uh, he was suspended and the video came out well after, from what I understand. And then Bob Stoops, the coach of the time, he said, had that video been made available uh, so we could get a better look at it, Actually, that would have meant he would have been dismissed from the team. And I always hate that. I'm like, wait a minute. Her face is broken. Yes, you haven't seen the video, but her face is broke. You're not going to get rid of him from the team? Huh? So anyway, they welcome him back. And these two, the chick and the dude... Uh, Kyle says, you and Julius talked about this before the draft. Yeah, I remember. Because there was a lot of speculation that the Lions were going to take him. Um, he, end up, he ended up uh, reconciling with the chick. I mean, they didn't like um, become boyfriend-girlfriend. But she accepted his apology and she said publicly. And I think it seemed like it was the type of thing where... Um, he paid her off, and then she agreed to a statement that said, uh, I, I forgive Joe Mixon, blah, 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 and uh, going forward, I'm never going to speak of this again, and uh, I, I'm just glad that he's matured. She, she let him off the hook is what she did. Um, you know, and, uh, and then those two went their separate ways. But yet here we are. Um, that was 2014 when that happened. So Jesus, nine years later, this alleged ugliness has taken place. Now, if you have the agent saying, oh yeah, charges are going to be dropped. That to me means either they don't have enough evidence or it just didn't happen. Is, is this being made up? You have a, uh, a warrant. Uh, uh, a judge saying, yes, go get him. There's a warrant out for his, for his arrest. Yeah, it actually reads, before me personally came P.O. Ruberg, P626, who being duly sworn according to law states that on or about the 21st day of January 2023 at Cincinnati, Ohio, Joe Mixon did knowingly point a firearm at the victim state stating you should be popped in the face. I should shoot you. The police can get me or can get me. Is he saying can't? I don't know. I mean, this is a look at the actual warrant right here. Signed by a notary. What is PO? Is that parole officer? 
Does that mean go get them? All right. So now the judge is like, wait a minute. Or uh, the uh, agent is like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. This is all going to be dropped. Trying to find if there is anything more with it. To this story. Um, Last year when the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, Mixon spoke to reporters about how the team had been providing him with a strong support system to make the most of a second chance. When I came here since day one, they told me we're here to let you know that no matter what, I always had a shoulder to lean on. Mixon said for those guys to do that, when I came here, it meant a lot. What is he saying there? Is he saying like, I'm so glad the guys are here in case I get the urge to break a chick's face. I was just happy to be a part of something special in terms of being in the NFL. And now I'm literally playing on the highest level and in the best game in the history of sports. I feel so blessed and fortunate to be in this situation. Well, I agree. You are lucky. You're very, very lucky. So that's what would make this. Here you are nine years wiser. If it's found out that this misdemeanor menacing charge of putting a gun in a chick's face and threatening to shoot her does come uh, to fruition and is found to be true, I would say you're done. Uh, The world's gotten a lot cleaner to some degree to not let people get away with this. We've seen it time and again. It's not perfect, but it is much harder to get away with shit like this in this day and age. So, you know, you know how it is in this show. There's been a lot of discussion about uh, uh, how men treat their women like shit. And uh, so, you know where I stand on it. I'm sure all of you do at the same time. But outside of this chick making the story up out of thin air, I'm going to roll the dice and think that she didn't. And I'm going to say he probably did do that. And I'm anxious to see how this plays out. The only thing that could happen to me with this agent saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be dropped. That would mean probably, in my opinion, that Mixon, who, again, four years, $48 million, uh, would have dropped a significant amount of change into the lap of this woman. That is what my gut tells me is going to happen, probably. And then the cycle will continue, unfortunately. What do you guys think? 866-838-HUGE. That's what Cole thinks, too. I'm wondering if there's any news about uh, this charge being dropped. Because, you know, if you have that misdemeanor charge and then the cops are like, okay, ma'am, uh, you filed this uh, complaint and we've a, we're, we have a warrant out for his arrest. Uh, all right, you ready to proceed? No, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop everything. Uh, I just changed my mind. Uh, that would be terrible. That, to me, uh, makes her complicit because then you've enabled this scumbag Um, When you take the power away from these abusers, when you take their power away, the ability to earn cash and their fame, uh, then they kind of slink off into a corner or a crevice like a cockroach and they disappear. You know, that happened to someone you all know. 
Could be anybody. Could be any old Joe that I'm referring to. Joe Mixon, latest. Nothing. Uh, We're going to bring in Rick from TC Paintball in just a minute here. For another edition of Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball. But before we get to that, uh, reminder, sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Love to get you on there. Check out the show. Have a great time on uh, Patreon, including this week's edition of Who Are These Zanes? Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Hear how guest roaster Ryan did. I think he did great. Thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation for being on board. 616-318-0167. You want the flooring installed in your home for the most affordable yet most professional way possible. You found it with Bennett Flooring Installation. This works really simply. You simply call that number 616-318-0167 or find them online. Bennett Flooring Installation. And uh, Jacob will show up at your house, measure the room that you want the flooring installed in. Going to go home, do some math, send you an email estimate. This is how much it costs. Boom. It's cheaper than anybody else. I promise. The best way to install flooring in your home in West Michigan, Bennett Flooring Installation. Uh, If you're the type that likes to do it yourself, they encourage that. Get rid of the old stuff first. You can do that. How hard is it to rip up some carpeting, for God's sake? Uh, That makes what you pay a lot cheaper. Now, when it comes to the new flooring that you're installing, I want you to go pick it out at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan, right behind Little Caesars on Chicago Drive. If you are anywhere even close to West Michigan, it's worth the trip to go to my friends at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. It's cheaper than anybody else because they buy it in bulk and then you add an additional 10% off thanks to the Eric Zane Show podcast. So mention my name and you are good to go at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. All right, I got one more to talk about. Then I got to go potty. Then I'm going to bring Rick in. Schedule your in-store consultation about getting your in-ground pool at Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Great business, been doing it for 20 years. The guy who owns it, Jeremy Out the Door, has been installing pools for 25 years. For five years, being held down by the man, 20 years out on his own, great local business. He He wants to install a pool in your backyard this spring or summer or fall. As long as the weather's warm, you're getting a pool in. So if you've always wanted either a vinyl liner in-ground pool or an all-fiberglass in-ground pool, this is how you do it. All right, go ahead. Call any other person that does this. Uh, yeah, we're two years out right now. That's how many. That's how backed up we are. Uh-uh, not Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. This spring, summer, fall, pools are being installed. But they can only do so many because, you know, they've got so many people and the schedule fills up. And honestly, about 16 pools are going to be installed this summer. 
So you must call now and get the ball rolling. First step, calling Jenison Pool and Spa Depot at 616-457-0500. Set up a time to go into the store and meet Jeremy out the door. He's going to give you the particulars about what's involved with this. You know what, Jeremy? Come on over to my house. He comes over, looks at your backyard. This is going to be great. I'm going to put this here. Uh, Filter's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. You're going to have a deck. Oh, my God. Parties this summer at your place. Yes. 616-457-0500. You can finance all of this if you want to. You're like, how do I I pay for this? Uh, Fuck it. Jeremy will tell you about how to do all that shit. That's what you do. You finance things. It's the, it's the American way. Plus, you're increasing the value of your home in a big way. My God, that's awesome. 616-457-0500 for Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. They also have a massive showroom full of hot tubs. Get a hot tub from Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, a selection from least expensive to most expensive. Oh, my God. You would not believe the, how expensive some of these hot tubs are. If you really want one that's awesome, holy shit, you can drop down the coin and get into a hot tub today. They also service pools. They service hot tubs. They are uh, fully supplied. All the uh, chemicals you need, all there at Jenison Pool and Spot Depot on Chicago, on the uh, south side of Chicago Drive between 8th and 12th. Blue awning, can't miss it. Rick is next. Your old pal Eric has to go tinkle. Be back. Oh no, O'Neal's getting down. Oh, O'Neal, don't get down. I was just making room for you so people could see you. What are you doing? This is getting warm. All right. Let's get Rick on for another edition of Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball. Who's just killing it lately? I mean,. Just doing so great over there. Makes me happy. Makes me happy. Good morning, Eric Zane. Rick, what's up? Nothing. How are you? Oh, I couldn't be better. I, I can't wait for you to check out who are these Zanes. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you heard it. I started off the show playing a clip from like 1991 or 1992 of me being probably the pukiest DJ Eric that I've ever had to introduce to the audience. It's so absurdly bad. I tell you what, that's a long time ago now. That's uh, 91 is the year I graduated. Oh my God. Jesus. I didn't realize I was that many years older than you. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're a fossil. <laughs> I, I'm still a spry young man. Do you have a goal of when to actually retire? Me? Yeah. No, no, I don't. I, I'm going to be extremely bored if I ever get the opportunity to retire. I think. Do you picture yourself at age 67 selling people paintball guns? <laughs> well, I've uh, I've carved myself uh, kind of a niche in this industry, so yeah. I'm hoping I can still do it. I mean, but you know what really keeps me in this industry is the ability to still play. I mean, I still really enjoy playing. Yeah. Um, you know, even even if I'm not going to play as much of the the highest level, I mean, I still just enjoy practicing with these teams around here and stuff. It keeps me young, I think. So when I'm not able to do that anymore, that might take some wind out of my sails. I'm with you. You know, I I think you would do just fine. Um, but I can't picture myself at 67 
doing this. I mean, that's, I mean, there's no way I could, as time passes, I can't picture myself gaining audience the older I get. I think it might boil down to, there'll be like three people listening, like last one leaves, turn out the lights type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope you got uh, a plan for the next step. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never really had a plan for the next step. I've, this is kind of a thing that I've done on momentum, you know, and I still think I'm 49 and I still think, man, I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. You know, that, that's kind of the, the mindset I'm still in. I just, I, uh, I try to make my business as successful as possible. And hopefully at the end of the road, it will pay me dividends on, you know, me selling the business or selling my building or, or something, but I can't, I can't see anything on that like that on the horizon yet. I just, I feel like there's too much work to do. Uh, Rick, what do you think of Chinese spy balloon? Well, I, I think, I think there's a lot of shit going on that we don't know about. Yeah, so I don't know how surprising that is, but I think uh, I think I know what I would do if I was in the position of power to deal with it. I think I would make my own balloon and put a picture of Trump flipping off, you know, the sky and park it right underneath that balloon yeah. and just kind of follow it around. Yeah, or maybe like a you know they they said their balloon is like as big as three buses. My, yeah, we could do that, or a, a balloon of like a big floppy dick. <laughs> and actually fly it over China. Oh, there you go. But put yeah. it at like, you know, instead of the uh, higher than where air traffic is, put it like, you know, about 500 feet in the air and just have this big 500, uh, this big giant dick floating all over Beijing and do it you while, know, do it while our guy, Anthony Blinken is meeting with their guy there. <laughs> right over top of the summit. So I think that, uh, um, Shoot, hang on a second. Yeah. All right. That's uh, Rick's. Something's happened. I don't know. Maybe he ran a red light. Or... This is a perfect opportunity for me to just test out my my impromptu chops. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. The main thing is don't act awkward. Just All right. Act... I'm sorry about that. Are you still there? Oh yeah. I was just uh, talking with the audience about how I got a uh, uh, improv. Oh yeah. I mean, do we think that China's fucking with us a little bit? You know, according to that article, that that balloon wasn't going to get any images that satellite images really couldn't already get. Yes. So are they just fucking with us and kind of rubbing our nose in the fact that, hey, they're over our airspace? I think so. And and that's that's I think I like that. They're like, yeah, it. who cares? That's basically what they're saying. Who cares? And then China's lying and saying we would never intentionally do that. Right. Yeah, I mean, if we if we were to capture it or shoot it down, I mean, could we trace that shit back to where it was it was uh, transmitting to? I mean, can you do that? I don't know. I don't know enough about that technology. I like the idea of them saying, "Yeah, go ahead. We don't care. You can't do anything." That's that's funny to me. Um, but I I also was like, boy, you know, if we really wanted to actually go and get it, I don't know how we would do that. It, it seems like I don't know why. Would is it like we put a drone up there with a grappling hook or? Uh, I mean, or maybe drones and like surround it. Yeah, there's got to be something we could do. You know what? Well, watch it come down to it's not China. We're just blaming China. And it's just like one government agency fucking with another government agency. Either that or just some guy who lives in Montana who's an asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Did you see the story that was just finishing talking about it? Joe Mixon of the Bengals uh, has an arrest warrant out for him for pointing a gun at a chick. 
Yeah, I saw. And, you know, in football, besides paintball, is my sport. And I, I, I get so... I get so upset when I see these these situations, you know, we celebrate these guys for their aggression and then all of a sudden they're being aggressive in the wrong arena and you know, they, they can't turn it off. And it's like, man, we celebrate this all the time. We say how great they are when they're being aggressive on the football field, but then they, you know, they get the, they get this sense of confidence about them that they can do no wrong. And they go out there and they want to, you know, exert their will on society. And you, you just can't act that way, man. You gotta, you can't, you can't, especially the women like that video from when he was in college. My God, I know she hit him first, but Jesus, oh. I mean, he broke a bunch of bones in her face and shit. Yeah. And you gotta figure out how to act, man. Um, the idea that he's nine years older now and he's still behaving like that because I do believe, in my opinion, that he did point a gun. I mean, the fact that um, if you, if I were to just go and say, and you're minding your own business, okay, and I just suddenly announced to the world that Rick from TC Paintball pointed a nine millimeter at my face and said he was going to pop me in the face, but you didn't do that, I'm dead because I'm going to be sued for slander. You know, I can't, I can't fabricate that. You, you get in big trouble for that. So I don't believe for a second that he's innocent here. I believe that he actually did do this. And I, since the attorney, his agent is saying, oh yeah, this is going away. That tells me someone's getting paid off and thus the cycle will continue. So do we know if, it, if the gun was legal or not? I don't know that. It didn't because indicate. It was, and he's got a CPL. And he was carrying the gun, and he drew it. I mean, I don't have a CPL, so I don't know for sure. But, I mean, don't you immediately lose it then? Don't you get your license revoked? Well, that's brandishing, and that is a crime. Okay, but you don't necessarily get to uh, lose the license for it? Uh, I I don't know. if It depends on if it's a felony or not. I would assume I would have to look it up. But I think any type of felony uh, gun offense would result in your losing of it. Like, if I carried a gun into a, a, a gun-free zone, I, I, that's a felony. I'd lose, I'd lose my license. Sure. But this, so, is, this is a misdemeanor charge, so maybe not. I feel like it should be a one-and-done. Like, you know, I, I am not anti-gun. I'm pro-gun. I think everybody should be armed. But I am anti-thug. You know, if you're walking around with a gun just because you want to show it off and, and show people how cool you are, I think that's the absolute wrong way to act in the wrong way to uh, wrong mindset to have if you have a gun. So I think if that type of situation, if you're going to pull your gun, it better be a situation where you're willing, ready and able to use it. And it's justified. Yeah. And if, if those, if that situation doesn't exist, I feel like there should be, there, the law should have a heavy hand in that situation. Absolutely. And, and I, I don't know, I just, for the, for the life of me, I think that because that agent is already talking shit said, Oh yeah, this is going to be dropped. That means the deal's already done. She's got a million dollars. This is going away, and he's going to continue to be a fucking moron. Yeah, I mean, but what else is the lawyer going to say? He's got to put out something out there. So, I mean, obviously, he's going to talk about his client's innocence. So, you know, we don't know if he's full of shit or not. We don't know if it's, if it's going to get dropped until it actually gets dropped. Can you imagine if it is what we are saying it is right now, and you have to look at, and you're the lawyer, and you have to look at yourself in the mirror? I mean, that's, a, that's, that's fucking tough on a person. Um, I you know? I think lawyers have a mindset where they they just look at the job as a job, and they're like, okay, what's my job today? My job is I have to defend this individual. What are the charges against them? I don't I don't think they even look into or think too deeply on if he's actually innocent or not. I think they just look at what their job is and they try to execute their job. Ah, uh, God, that's horrible. My God, it is. But that's our justice system. I think there's a lot of flaws in it. There absolutely is. 
Uh, it's it's five degrees out. Is anyone going to be uh, crazy enough to sh- play paintball outside today? I, you know, was it two weeks ago? It was kind of frigid on Saturday as well. And I told my staff, I was like, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to want to play outside today. The first group that came in the door of bachelor party were like, hey, do we get to play outside? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop you from doing it, but I'm not gonna hang out out there with you. So you know, <laughs> we sent we sent our lowest our lowest tier ref out there to to observe and and make sure they're doing everything right. Do you have access to uh, woods in that area? No, I don't. Well, I got a little bit of woods, but it's a ravine. It's not playable. Oh. Um, you know, when I when I get this facility to the point that I want it to be at, uh, something I'm always kind of looking for is, you know, 30 to 50 acres where I could do some really big woods ball games out there a few times a year. It's always been something I've been kind of looking for. Right. But, you know, it's kind of the right formula, the right, uh, the right location and or the right amenities available. It would be a separate from the business, right? Or would you actually have built another, a third TC paintball? Uh, yeah, well, we would do we would do it with like a, a pavilion and trailers and maybe sheds, you know, that type of thing. Maybe like a, a pole barn eventually. And but I, I don't, you know, anything can change. But I mean, the way I envision is we would have a couple really big games several times a year. And if you can do a big enough big game where you get a couple hundred people out there at one time, you know, you can kind of justify the the means of that uh, that particular location. And we don't necessarily have to populate it every week, but we can make it available for uh, private events and stuff. Okay, but think about this, because I do this all the time. If I win, let's say you won one of those one billion dollar lotteries, you you would build a paintball Valhalla. I can uh, I can just picture it. You'd have every you'd buy a hundred acres. You'd have Gatling guns. You'd have drones dropping paint bombs on people. There'd be an orgy going on. It'd be incredible. I'd probably finally get axe throwing set up. Oh yeah, act and and online pay, online paying. All of that. We do everything. If it was a billion dollars, why would I not do all that? Oh. I got to leave something for my kids. I got to set them up right. That's awesome. Uh, all right, what's on tap for you this weekend? Doing anything fun, or are you just working? Uh, we got a big tournament, a big three-man tournament. It's a third of our winter series. We got forty teams signed up, so that's exciting. I'm sitting here working on my schedule for it right now. We've relaunched what we're calling the Women's Initiative. That we're not really calling it a league this time around. We're uh, we're just trying to get more women to play paintball, and then uh, if we can get enough of them to play paintball, that just enjoy it. You know, there there'll be some of them that want to play regularly, and some of them that want to play you know once a year or whatever. So we're doing those Women's Initiatives. I think my next one is scheduled for what day do we pick? Uh, the 19th of February. Um, so you can you can reach out to me if you have anybody interested in that and uh, just being involved. You don't have to play at any particular level, and there's no real commitment. But if you're a woman or know a woman that wants to try paintball out, uh, we're going to get a bunch of women here at the same time doing that. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about February 26th if you wanted to do the next uh, paintball war that day, if that, if that is a free day for you. Take a look here. I can tell you right now, February 26th. I got basketball at 3 p.m. Oh, that's not going to work then. Let's push it into March then, like maybe the 12th of March, if that would work for you. And if, if you yep. got to get back it's to open. the dates I'm thinking. That is open? Yeah, it's open, baby. Let's pencil it. March 12th. You heard it right there, folks. Okay. There it is. Now, go to work on coming up with a cool name. We'll see if we can get some good giveaways. And as always, we're going to have a good time. Rick, you're a saint. I appreciate you. You have a good one, okay? Talk to you soon. All right, there you go. Rick from TC Paintball. Always always a lot of fun. Joining me. Joining you. 
Rick, always strong opinions and insights. Uh, I have an update for you. Hmm. Let's see. This is a um, an update on the crazy lady pet hoarder. Pet smarts involved. I guess the lady who had the 72 dogs and is the uh, uh, Lisa Cobra and the uh, uh, OnlyFans page, and she would she'd sold her underwear online too. We talked about that. Um, Allison from Harbor Humane writes, uh, this might have some ramification for PetSmart too. I'll show you in a second. Seems they knew what she was about, but didn't do much to stop it. I guess she would bring her dogs to PetSmart and try to like, uh, sell them or adopt them out. And, uh, the pets were never healthy. Also the quote about her being in it for the money is dot, dot, dot. Well, right on the money, in my opinion, you see some rescuers who do have the best of intentions, but are maybe a little mentally ill and turn into hoarders. I don't think that's Lisa Cobra at all. Based on all the reports from the adopters I've seen, some were personally, some we've personally gotten at Harbor as well as this article. It seems she cared very little for the animals, if at all. She's going to have a rough time in court with all these people coming forward. No word yet in the news story about the OnlyFans page. Audio check, video check. Let's get into this. All right. An adoption partner with a local PetSmart store. Today, we spoke with an employee who wants to remain anonymous. They tell us they expressed concerns about Lisa Cobra for years, but did nothing about it. 13 on your side's Keely Lovern has that part of our team. Keely, I remember Keely. We had complaints for literally three years. Complaints against Lisa Cobra, who was working out of the PetSmart on Sherman Boulevard. Not just one or two. This was excessive all the time. It's just upsetting that, that something wasn't done about it. According to the anonymous PetSmart employee, Lisa Cobra was one of their adoption partners through PetSmart Charities. Her dogs would be skinny. You know, they would just be not well looking. Um, they would be very... This is the video from when the cop body cam video when the cops walked in there and all these dogs like, Hey, how are you? Thank God you're here. Come on, join the party. Stinky. Uh, the cages would be full of feces. Lisa Cobra was arrested this week and arraigned on... Oh, boy, she's a real looker. Yeah, good job on the OnlyFans page. There can't be anybody that signs up for the OnlyFans page, right? Multiple charges of animal neglect after 78 dogs were seized from her Norton Shores home. It's not right, and it definitely is something that would have been preventable. The employee says Cobra's arrest should have come a long time Look ago. Look at how small that house is. 78 dogs in that house. I, it, You'd be cramped in there with three dogs in that house. 78 fucking dogs? Got hundreds of complaints. With people calling in and complaining and saying, you know, she lied about our vet records. The vet records we got from her were not legit. The dogs had worms. The dogs oh, had parvo. Have people come on. complain that they saw her picking up her little dogs by the collar in the parking lot and putting them into her van. A year- and she's a big bitch, too. She's like six foot one. A year and a half ago, the employee says PetSmart Charities investigated Cobra, but weeks later, she was back selling at the store. 
to me, that should have been enough. The multiple complaints that we got, she should have been cut off. All right, this chick, by the way, I can see her foot there. That, that's hot. But uh, anyway, this chick is in trouble. In my opinion, here she is. She's being anonymous. They're all going to know it's her. There's no way they're not going to. They're going to end up firing her. Not allowed to continue for three years. The employee says Cobra's. Oh, my God. Look at these guys. Lack of care for her dogs she brought in also put the community at risk. Actually, she adopted three dogs out from our store that had this temper. I didn't pet her dogs. Like, I would make it a practice as much as I wanted to. I wouldn't touch them because I didn't want to bring home anything on my clothes. Oh. It shouldn't have been shoved under the rug because it's come to this. PetSmart Charity says it has severed ties with Cobra's Canine Rescue and an, an, an investigation is ongoing. Today, a spokesperson for PetSmart says the charity does not sell cats and dogs. Rather, they only assist other organizations trying to adopt the animals out. Reporting in the newsroom, Keely Lovering, 13 on your side. So when, with the uh, idea that she's in it for the money, um, I, you know, I, uh, I can't say for sure the particulars of it. But, like, if you adopt out, if you adopt a dog, like, if you do it legitimately from a reputable source, uh, you're paying for um, various uh, uh, vaccinations and things like that. By the time you get the dog home, you'll probably have spent a couple hundred bucks um, because that comes out of the pocket of the rescue. Uh, I think the assumption would be then that she didn't do any. She basically would get the dogs and then just house them and then just let them go. And these people would pay adoption fees. So she's making money per dog. I guess that's what the suggestion is. I can't say for sure. I don't have any information that would prove that, but that would be, I, I'm guessing uh, there is uh, no intention to be good to these animals by this tall bitch. Cole says, is that lady on the harmonizer? Yes, she was. Ryan says a real shitty TV station version of the harmonizer. Maybe. Yeah, you can't, you got to go full on devil voice. If you want to do that, right. I mean, because you have no idea. But this is me. None. Now that is a harmonizer. You can say anything. I can say the N-word right now and get away with it. There's all sorts of different ones, too, I know. You can, you can, really, hey, you want me to talk dirty? Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Open up that asshole. <laughs>
check, check. Testing, testing. Oh my god. This one. This one is impossible to understand. I imagine this is what my top dog pitch would sound like. I don't think you can understand me unless I really enunciate. Ryan says, I like that somehow a little bit of Eric's actual voice is somehow passing through under it. Ha ha, my back! Ha ha, my back! Check. Check. I think there's one. Check, check. Oh my God. Yeah. Devil voice in one side. Gay voice in the right. TNT. I'm down over my head. TNT and I win the fight. This is so stupid. Good morning to you, Rakim. Glad you are here. All right. I've been fucking around this whole show and no work is actually getting done. I have so much more to talk about. And just not enough time to do it. Uh, thank you, Blue Frost IT. So there's many different aspects to what they can do to help you at Blue Frost IT. Um, if you, like, your computer is a pile of shit at home. Doesn't work. Could be a, a desktop or a laptop. You can get it to my friends at Blue Frost IT and they will repair it. They can come to your house. Or you can drop it off. Reach out to them at 616-200-8550 to get to the bottom of that. In fact, I have an old beat-up laptop that I had them uh, put the high power on it and replace the hard drive with a solid-state hard drive. And that thing fucking hums now. My point is, uh, your gear might not be dead. Reach out to Blue Frost IT. They can help you. You into video games? You want to build a video gaming computer? Call Blue Frost IT. If you're over 21, you should not be into video games. Hell, if you're over 16, you should not be into video games. Eventually, you're going to have to grow up. 616-200-8550. If uh, you have a small or medium-sized business and you're upgrading the tech... You don't know what to buy. You just know that all your employees hate you because the computers suck so bad. Sit down with Blue Frost IT for a 30-minute complimentary consultation. And uh, they'll tell you what you need for your business. Because otherwise, you'll buy too much, too little, or the wrong thing. Don't do it yourself. It's like I always say. If you get in a wreck and you want to repair your car, you're not going to go buy the parts, are you? No. No. 
Sit down for a 30-minute complimentary, complimentary consultation with Blue Frost IT. Kent County Health Department invites you to reach out to them at accesskent.com slash health. And for that matter, whatever health department you deal with, except for the psychopaths at Ottawa County, their health department is run by um, a guy with the same credentials as Joe Martinez, by the way. That's true. Ottawa County brought in an HVAC specialist to be their health department director. I wish that was a joke. The Kent County Health Department is run by Dr. Adam London. It's critical that your little ones have the right immunizations for health in the classroom to avoid uh, getting or spreading measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis. Also a vaccine to prevent cervical cancer. That's all through the health department. You can get it for little or no cost. If you qualify, uh, just reach out to the Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. Get your taxes done by the Gins, the world famous tax hobbit. You better get on it. Three months out of the year, he goes way intense on marketing on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Every time I talk on the show, I'm mentioning tag accounting. He goes ham for three months, and then that's it. This is what this this fucking little troll tax hobbit lives for, doing your taxes. 616-301-9516. Former Mr. Basketball uh, nomination for the state of Michigan in the early 90s. He averaged 30.6 his senior year at Parma West High School. Little shit. Five foot seven, 30.6 average. State of Michigan, holy shit. 616-301-9516. Tag accounting online at tagcpa.net. Call them. Christina's going to answer. She's awesome. Hi, Christina. I'm so-and-so. Eric Zane sent me to get my taxes done. 616-301-9516. He'll handle the rest. You don't have to be with him. You can be in any state in the United States. He can do your tax return. So no matter where you're listening, have Troy do it. It's going to cost you 100 bucks, maybe a little bit north of that, depending on the intricacies of your return. That's why I kind of throw it out there like that. Not No two returns are alike. Like Madison's my daughter, the NFKs, 85 bucks, Dirt cheap. She's a kid, simple return. He's, well, he's the NFK, simple return. 616-301-9516. Get your taxes done. Get your money back. Quickly. Direct deposit right your, into your account. File it. Get your money. The multi-talented Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh is a regular to a, uh, I guess it's a spot online where you can check out um, scanner calls. I think this is on Facebook. So if you search on Facebook, Grand Rapids, greater Grand Rapids scanner calls, you too can see this. 
Greater Grand Rapids scanner calls. Yesterday at 11.07 a.m., that was the beginning of a very bad period of time for one man at a factory in Grand Rapids at 1041st Street at this factory. A man, injuries from a workplace accident. Update, 1108. Man was caught up in the machinery, but is now out. 1111, update. Injuries are to the head, chest, and testicles. 1114, we'll need additional units to respond. 1120, enough help on scene. Additional fire crew can clear. So, wow. Those first responders see this bad injury. Head, chest, that's bad enough. And testicles. So, now I haven't seen any uh, Wood TV report about this. But if I work for Wood TV or Channel 13 or Fox 17, whatever... I've got greater Grand Rapids scanner calls ready to go because at 1107, when it says uh, 1041st Street at factory mail with injuries from a work, I'm sending a crew there as soon as I get the word that the guy's balls went through the machine. I hope the guy's okay, but I, I mean, that's got to be terrible. Your head, chest, and, and how does it, how is it that the head, chest, and balls? You know, you'd think it'd be like head, shoulders, chest, but balls? Does does the man have big balls? Wow, so many questions here. This is terrible. Blue State Rob asked, did he look like an uncooked brisket? Ryan writes, oh no, if the testicles are hit, that means the dick shaft is fucked. Good God. Cole legitimately asks, is he okay? I don't know. While we're at it. This story. Out of the great state of Alabama. Something was found at a gas station soon after a deadly motorcycle crash. So I'm not entirely sure. It'll probably get to it, but I'm being led to believe that in this certain scenario in Alabama, at this gas station, there was a uh, a bad wreck. Guy on a motorcycle. And you know how that is, man. You get a guy on a motorcycle... Something bad can happen and you go flying off the damn thing and there's a pretty good chance you're dead. (sighs) Guy um, goes flying off the bike. Unfortunately, he passed. 
Coroner shows up. Ambulance shows up. Uh, tow truck picks up the fucking bike. Everybody leaves. People outside of the gas station says that the corner of Navco Road and McVeigh Drive, which I'm going to look up in a second here. Um, later on, as time passed, they found a cock. The dick got ripped off the guy and they they cleaned up the whole mess and then someone's walking through and, and goes, huh? And rip, bends down and picks up a cock. The dig the dude's dick got ripped off and no one no, no one bothered to look around. I mean, you would think that it would be obvious when you pick up the guy, his body, that there's gonna be that his cock's missing, right? How does that even happen? Jesus. So some poor son of a bitch at the gas station, maybe a customer, walks in there, maybe get a coffee, a snack, maybe a corn dog or one of those uh, one of those tornadoes, maybe one of those beef tubes or something like that. And then walking through the parking lot, discovers some dude's cock that got ripped off. Jesus. All right. Let's see if I can track this down. Navco Road and McVeigh Drive. There's got to be only one. There's only got to be one of those. In the U.S. There it is. In Mobile, Alabama. I'm looking at it. All right. So you can look at this with me. Ryan says, time for a dramatic unsolved mysteries reenactment to figure out how this crank went missing. Hmm. Minute stop convenience store. There's the shell here and the minute stop convenience store. This is what the place looks like. So now that's from the news story. Can I get a street view of one of these to determine? No, the shell you see up here with that school bus. I don't, I don't think this is what we're looking for or is it? That might be it. Hmm. I think it is. I think it's a different color in this picture as compared to the view on the map. Yeah, that's it. Let's get to work. I'm calling. Yesterday we did pretty well with dude from the sheets convenience store. This one a little bit even, even more sensitive. The fact that 
We're trying to uh, get to the bottom of who found the dick. Come on. Come on. Fuck, man. Dead end. All right, there's another gas station across the street from it, though. I'm going to call that one, too. Yeah, hi. This is uh, Greg Daniels from Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, We're doing a story about a lost penis that was found after an accident. Uh, That wasn't your gas station, was it? It is. Okay, your station. What were you the man that found the penis? Uh, Here here, here he is. I'm sorry. Here, Here he. What? What is this for? Uh, we were doing a story about the lost penis on the uh, motorcycle rider. We're trying to get to the bottom of who actually found the penis. Have a nice day, my friend. Have a nice day. Did Go you find another story to talk about? Did you find the penis? What was it like holding that man's penis in your hand? Oh, ho, 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 fucking shit. <laughs> Ah, it was. I guess we were wrong. So that's just by luck. I, I was calling that one thinking, hey, well, you're close. Maybe you're the guy. He goes, no, this is where we found the dick. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. That worked out. I love that. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know. Uh, uh, at first, I thought it was a hillbilly. Kenny asked, what language was that? I, I'm not sure. At first, I thought it was just a dumb hillbilly. Mobile, for God's sake. Kenny understood him. He said, find a new story to talk about. Have a nice day. Holy shit. Unsolved mysteries. How stupid is that? I don't even think that's a show anymore. <clears throat> All right. That was a fun little adventure we just went on. Okay. We're almost out of time. On the Patreon, I need to talk to you. (sighs) Wow. Um, It's probably the freakiest of freak accidents you're ever going to hear. Someone's dead. And... Okay, it happened at the na- one of the national parks. Have you ever heard of Arches National Park? It's fantastic. I can't recommend enough about a trip to the national parks in Utah. And you can hit them all in a weekend. Bryce, 
Arches, uh, Moab, Zion. All unique in their own way. This poor dude, all he wanted to do was hang out with his love with his lovely wife at the park, uh, Arches. Well, something happened. She's dead. And the United States is on the hook for $10 million. A judge has said, United States, you owe this man $10 million for a wrongful death. It's the largest amount the U.S. is on the hook for ever, ever. We're going to talk about that on the Patreon. We heard from Rick earlier, TC Paintball, book an event there. Paintball War number 22 is right around the corner. We're looking at March 12th. I want to see you there. If you played in the past, you got to play again. March 12th, save the date, March 12th. Right now, save the date. Remember, March 12th. Anybody says, hey, you want to go out March 12th? No, it's, I'm doing paintball with Eric Zane. Sunday, March 12th. Got to have everybody. The goal, 30 plus, March 12th. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Get your vehicles repaired there. That is the go-to place for Eric Zane Show podcast listeners. And once you walk in the door, you're going to understand why. Okay? You're met with a smile. Some of the prettiest, loveliest, sweetest people on the planet are going to take care of you. Veteran, lady, family owned. 616-532-6600. Number one coffee maker in all of the land. And yes, it makes hot cocoa. 616-532-6600. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. They are along 44th Street on his off of Side Street. Well, they're off 44th Street, Side Street called Stafford. Three blocks east of US 131. On the you'll make a uh, you'll you'll go north on Stafford. And you can't miss it. It's right there. Big sign. Great redone building. Awesome. Bosco's pub, you know what's up. Tonight I'm there, 5:30. Tomorrow night I'm there, 5:30. Come see me when you order. Hey, is Eric Zane here? We want to see him. I come out, say hi to you, unless if we're swamped. And then that's that. I'll make your food. It's going to be awesome. A&E heating and cooling. I just saw the Vreda Vogue dudes charging $98 for a furnace tune-up. Rip off $79 Joe Martinez. Better. Okay? Because when those dudes from Vreda Vogue, they're going to like try to sell you something at the same time. Joe's going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm cleaning your furnace. It's running better. You should have this done yearly. I'd like to get you on a schedule. What do you mean? Are you trying to sell me something? Well, yeah, but it's something you absolutely need. You have to have this done. Once a year AC tune-up, once a year furnace tune-up. Pay for it now, save money. There is a method to his madness. That thing stays cleaned and tuned. It's going to last longer. It's preventative maintenance, ding dong. So even though we're midway through the uh, uh, heating season, still get this done. Kyle's grandma was the asshole of the day. 
Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Grandma was the asshole of the day yesterday. Before I get to today's. By the way, Joe Martinez, reach out to him. 616-516-8579. Get a mortgage from Mario. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. No matter where you are in the U.S., the exceptions being Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and uh, South Carolina. Get a mortgage from Mario. Don't fall for this Kyle Ryan nonsense. Okay? When Kyle tries to convince you, tell him, yeah, thanks, I, I've already got a guy. It's the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage that Eric Zane talks about. Uh, 231-332-6505. Whether it's your first mortgage, your 10th, whatever it may be, reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Maybe you need money out of your home to pay off a credit card. That's cool, too. Uh, They can take care of you. All right. Asshole of the day. Talked about my adventure with Raymond. Talked about Diana scaring the shit out of me. We talked about... Gene coming over unannounced and nearly destroying the household. I'm sorry, Gene. I love you, but uh, uh, all in jest, of course, brought to you by TC Paintball. You have earned an award. No more just coming over. You got to let Eric know. Eric needs to be aware of these things. My God. Okay. Let the record stand. Folks, thank you so much. It is my time on the Eric Zane Show podcast. I will talk to you down the road and in, uh, and on the Patreon. Maybe I'll see some of you at Bosco's later on. Have a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye.